Hey everyone, it's Movie Mastery in theaters now. That's right, I lied and said we weren't going to do one for this month, but then it turns out Halloween is the last day for Movie Mastery this month, and so goddammit, we went and saw a movie in theaters. So hold on, you didn't actually lie, you were just dumb. No, I lied. I said, we're not going to do it this month because fuck it. And then I decided not to do that. I was a liar. Okay. I was a liar and a thief. Me. You're a liar and a thief and kind of dumb. John, liar, thief, and my co-host, Jeff, kind of dumb. Hey, now. Don't turn it it back on me. Ah, ah, ah. Now I'm disappointed in myself. (laughs) I could have really used a win today. Hi, everyone. I'm Jeff, and I'm sad. Oh, Oh, we've swept places. I know, normally I'm the happy, ebullient one. Yeah, and now I can't say words and you're sad, so it's fine. We just completely <laughs> went the other way. I don't even want to record today. <laughs> I just want a stuffed crust pizza. I want a stuffed crust pizza and to construct an elaborate cocoon out of Kleenex. <laughs> I am not sick. <laughs> I am. It's <laughs> the other difference. Uh, so we went and saw Countdown in theaters, which, if you don't know, is the movie about is this nap and it shows when you're going to die and it's, then you die. It's the bad cell phone movie that's not Pulse. It's, it's the bad cell phone movie, unlike the other very good horror cell phone movies. No, I mean, it's about a bad cell phone, a bad cell phone that does bad things, not a cell phone that is that like... That sounds like a full moon production, not like, like a an deficient. evil cell phone that kills you. <laughs> I wasn't saying anything about the title of the film at all. I was just saying the cell phone, its, it's ethics are bad. It's, it's got bad praxis, yeah, is what I'm saying. Bad praxis. Don't bring praxis into this. <laughs> uh that cell phone is a landlord and it's gouging its people oh for christ's sake uh no i'm just all i was trying to say is that the cell phone is i mean it's one of those movies about evil cell phone technology yeah i i mean i get it it isn't really the i mean the whole thing nowadays is you're either gonna have someone that's a slasher or you gotta do something like ooh, something you normally use is evil so we gotta have like evil tvs and evil cell phones yeah i wouldn't discount the, to these days that there are still a whole bunch of movies about like harmless party games from the 80s that have, <laughs> that, that seems to have become a thing uh, i don't think we're that far off from like them moving from the ones that that uh kids or that like teenagers used to make out to just kid games like pin the tail on the donkey the horror movie has to be coming out in like 2021 i wish that was true <laughs> i mean i would 100 percent guarantee you that if someone came out with just like pinata and it was a horror movie <laughs> fuck yeah i would be on board coming this december heads up seven up <laughs> you'll put your head down and stay there man why can't we do that why isn't that a thing that more people are doing well i can't do it because if i ever direct any movie at all it's going to be an 80s boob comedy obviously i mean I, I i if you want to direct movies that are just <laughs> antique children's games but now they're horror films, then I will support you Good in every way. And when mine makes money, I'll go ahead and throw some behind your project, mm-hmm. which will immediately be panned by everyone. <laughs> That's not true. We do exceptionally well with bus perverts. <laughs> we gotta get that bus pervert demographic on lockdown. <laughs> so Countdown, we watched it. It was, uh... now I'm gonna say for my part, not as bad as I assumed it would be from the commercials. Like, I thought this was going to be atrocious. 
Uh, I'm gonna okay, yeah. Before the spoilers, it's a it's an effective delivery of jump scares. If you want jump scares, this is the movie for you. Oh yeah, I mean that's pretty much anyone who's like, oh, did we have a way to like really build tension in our movie? No, that's not the concept. Sweet, it's good. It's jump scare o'clock. Yeah. That's all we got. Now, now, is it a movie about stupid people doing stupid shit? Yes, <laughs> uh, but it is an effective deliverer of jump scares. Also, I love that they just dropped in the male lead at random about halfway into the movie. There's like also this guy and this guy's here, and I'm like, huh? I don't think we ever get his name. Oh, I know we do. I just don't think it matters. When do we get his name? Uh, when he introduces himself. I doubt that's true. Oh, I know it's true. I'm pretty sure that's not true. Oh, it's 100% I was true. busy talking to a bus pervert at the time. <laughs> and the bus pervert was paying very close I'm attention. I'm very key with my demographic. I'm always down there among the bus perverts and the uncles that still have Playboys. <laughs> Uh, all right. You know what? We are going to play a little ditty, and we are going to be right back with a full, in-depth, spoilerific review of Countdown. It's the final countdown! The final countdown! Ah. Right, let's get into countdown. Now, so this is a, tr- a traditional classic movie, John, and that it opens with a bunch of people who don't matter, so they can establish the rules. Oh yeah. yeah, no, this is very clearly like the whole movie, very much plays by horror trope rules. Yes, like there's not a lot of deviation from your standard. This is the plot structure of a horror movie. No. So I mean, it, it does like everything. Say, it, it introduces a wise character halfway through that they have to go back to later for additional help. Oh, yeah. It's got the opening two minute uh, scene that establishes the rules of the movie, but with characters that they can kill off without affecting the plot of the movie. And the big thing is when you introduce the people at the beginning that you're going to murder, you have to make them be like completely disposable. And then as soon as that's done and you get to the main plot, the first person you see, the main character, has to be something that's fairly saintly. Yeah, you have to meet like the perfect person so that they're, you're not going to feel that bad when the, when the uh, horrible thing doesn't get them. Yeah, because when you start out, you're like, what is this? Oh, we're going to have, you know, some high school jock and he, we show him bullying someone and then he dies. And then we go to our protagonist after the like opening credits and they're giving out like, I don't know, meals to the homeless. And you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. We've seen this enough. So this one opens at a high school party and at that high school party, they are getting right down to the business of explaining the rules of this film. Cause they're all sit. There's like a bunch of kids sitting around a table. They're playing a stupid fucking card game. And then one of them's like, Hey, you hear this app? Hey, have you heard of this app? Jean Lou. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they uh they're talking about like, oh, I've got countdown to fitness or whatever. And they're like, Oh, you mean is this it? Countdown? And like, no, I told you it was called Countdown to Fitness. Yeah, that's right. Because one of them you? was like, No, I don't want to eat that. I'm using the Countdown to Fitness app to keep myself skinny all the time. And they're like, oh, I want a Countdown to Fitness app. Is it this one that's just called Countdown? No. Is it this one that says Countdown that says, I'll show you when you die? That sounds like the thing you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, although this does establish a running theme that I actually do greatly appreciate over the course of this film right here. This is the first time we see the app purchase page for the Countdown app. Uh-huh. Uh, and it consistently 
has three and a half stars. Yes, it is 3.6 stars uh-huh. specifically. And every time it pops up, I'm like, who's rating it like more or less? Is this most people are giving it three or four? Are a few people rating it one? I think people, are, people rate it either immediately and they give it a five star because it's fun. Or they hear its notification noise once and they rate it a one. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, the people who are rating it one, then, are the people who are going to die, because they're the only people that get that noise. We don't know that for sure. We've oh, very, we, know we spend that very sure. little time with people that have the app, and it says a long time for their lifespan. We don't know if it's like, ah, you have 30 years till you die. <laughs> well, the only time it goes off, well, we'll get into this. We'll get into this. Anyway, so they all decide they're going to download the app, and the game is whoever has the shortest amount of time to live has to drink all the drinks. Oh, also... Uh, one of them doesn't want to do play the game because she doesn't believe in in like that kind of superstition and crap. Whatever she downloads it anyway. She does, but they they have to they have to peer pressure her, and she's the one who has the lowest number, so she has to drink. Thankfully, her boyfriend shows up to chivalrously drink a whole bunch of alcohol for her. You think he just chivalrously show up to be like, "Hey guys, don't play this stupid game where you're making someone drink ten beers." But whatever, high school. Yeah, no, he showed it's up. And he was I'm like, on, "Ooh, an excuse board. to get drunk." Yeah. Ooh, social acceptability. Nice. All right. I won't have to deal with this crippling alcoholism until I'm in my 30s. So they go to leave later, and he is drunk and getting behind the wheel. Oh, by the way, her amount of time left to live was like three hours. Yeah. The other ones were all like, I'm going to live 50 to 60 years. Yeah. That's how much she won by. So she's getting in, and... The app has made her freak out a bit about the whole, like, I'm going to die super soon. She's like, no, you can't drive. You're too drunk. I'm already worried about death now anyway. Yeah, yeah. She's like, and, and notably, she she doesn't, um, she didn't want him to let him drive in the first place. And she's, this whole scene is just a lot of her being like, oh my God, three hours till I die? I don't believe in this stupid app. It's just a random number generator. But, <laughs> but, but what if? But three hours till I die? But I don't want to die. No, just I mean. Pr- it's, it's not that bad, but... It's just her freaks out. She, yeah, she, uh, you know, like you do. Yeah, she's like, look, you know, even if I don't believe in this thing, now that death has been on my mind, the idea of getting into a car with a drunk person, I suddenly realize, maybe not the best idea. Also, apparently, she lives close enough to easily walk there. Yeah, so she's like, fuck you, I'm walking home. And he, they have a fight about this. She's like, hey, let me drive the car. You're, you're very drunk. And he's like, I'm not drunk. You know I drive better when I'm drunk. He just does all the things. He just, does all the drunk things. All the drunk, like, literally all the things that drunk people only do in, like, TV shows. Yeah. Uh, and then, finally, she's like, no, fuck you, I'm going to walk. And then he, like, drives longer and yells at her for a while. And then he gets mad and drives off, probably because he thought he was going to get some sweet makeouts. Now, this is where we get our first scream at from the app because she has broken the end user license agreement that she clicked accept for on the app we will not know what that means until much later in the film but it is apparently the way that the app screams at you yeah the app screams at you if you break your eula uh now notably the this whole movie is all about how important it is to read the eula apparently I guess. Uh, or, you know, at least not to buy apps that were clearly made by demons. You know. Uh, so, so the, and also the app's notification is the worst. Yeah, it is a, 
like horror movie scream and then and a loud buzzer sound yeah it is several different noises all at once and you're like that's the most annoying thing i've ever heard Uh, not just the most annoying thing it is i would say it it probably accounts for 30 percent of the shock scares in this movie are just it going off at inopportune times yeah there's a lot of once you break the eula and you're gonna die soon then you start getting visions of like this dude in a black figure sort of looks like death and so she gets a few of these and is freaked out and there's a lot of moments where it's what do you do oh i kind of look off and i see someone in a cloak and then i look around and then he's not there and then app goes off yeah okay yeah Yeah, shock scare Ah. Uh, or you see something in a mirror and there's a loud noise and we cut to another scene and don't worry about it so she gets home she (laughs) for someone that is like obviously freaked out about the whole like oh no what if this app is real well some dude was following her like all the way home some dude was like three steps behind her no face hooded cloak but when she finally gets into the house she's like well i think i'll just stay in the dark (laughs) like doesn't turn any lights on and is instead of going like oh i've got three minutes left to live i guess i'll go i don't know into my room and lock the door and sit on my bed for three minutes and just wait it out yeah she's like oh i'll go into the bathroom nothing bad has ever happened in a bathroom and i'll get a glass and i'll get just water flowing i maybe i'll stand on a ladder i think i'll organize my creepy doll collection tonight i'm gonna get all my knives out and start polishing them (laughs) like just come on. If you're that freaked out about it, just go chill for three minutes. It's three minutes. Who cares? Anyway, this, you know, what happens is the end use license agreement goes off. And then for some reason, it moves your timer from zero minutes to eight minutes. Like you have eight minutes till you die now, I guess, instead. No, it's the same thing. Then she sits around for a little while. I'm going to pl- I'm going to plow forward as if the thing I said was right, because I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, it isn't. A- and- but anyway, she goes to the bathroom. Uh-huh. She sits there. Uh-huh. It counts down. Yep. It gets right before she's going to die. And then some invisible figure like throws her into the ceiling and she lands and knocks her head on the bathroom. Yeah, basically telekinetics her into the ceiling and then swings her back and forth on the ceiling for a while before throwing her head against the bathtub. And then she dies when the thing hits zero. And this establishes why this movie is not as good as the Final Destination movies. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of reasons because the Final Destination movies are fun and interesting. Uh, Well, yeah, because they have cool Rube Goldberg deaths. Rube Goldberg. This is just, if you don't follow the end-user license agreement, a random invisible or sometimes visible demon shows up at the exact time it beats you to death. And the the other thing is, at least with Final Destination, there was the possibility of if I actually try and have like help with it, I can avoid the death that then comes for me later. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is just like, what's this? Oh, an all-powerful invisible demon murders me. It- can I do anything? No. It does, however, create the same weird paradox that the Final Destination movies have never bothered to explore either, which is that there's a death time. You have an exact time at which you're going to die. Yes. And the Final Destination movies have the same rule. And if you miss that time, then death comes for you. Good old Tony Todd comes in and sets up a Rudolph Goldberg device and murders you in order, in very specific order. Yeah. In the order you would have died. Yep. Which means, structurally speaking, that means you have functional immortality until that exact moment. Yes. Now, now, you can fuck yourself up. I was going to say, while you can go like, oh, I'm invincible, there are definitely times where you're like, oh, oops, I, I'm i in a coma, and then yeah. I'm just going to like 
die as soon as the time is up. Hey, you know what? If a demon's coming after me or whatever, that's a good way to go. <laughs> in I'm, a I'm coma. shoot myself in the face, go into a coma, and the demon can get me from my sleep. <laughs> that way I don't gotta get hit by some weird demon in a, in a creepy haunted part of the hospital. Nah, you'll wake up from the coma like with one minute to live and the demon will be like, <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. God damn it, demon. <laughs> you can heal people from comas? Yeah. Yeah, that's my other thing I can do. I got vague, unlimited power. <laughs> oh, okay, great. So, uh, yeah, she gets beat to death, and then her- uh, She's dead. We pan to her boyfriend. Not pan. We cut yeah. to her boyfriend. <laughs> it's a boyfriend. very long pan. <laughs> Single uh, shot. They pan out of the bathroom across the city streets. Yeah. All, none of this, of course, being pan. All of these would be different types of shots. Nope. It's However, one, one long pan scan. <laughs> uh, and the boyfriend has crashed his car- and right where his girlfriend would have been sitting, like a bunch of tree branch snapped things have gone through the seat. Yeah. So you're like, oh, she would have died at the exact same time had she been in the car. And now this guy's like, oh, shit. Fuck balls. Yep. Yep. It's a bad time for this guy. I think, when does he use the app? Because he also uses the app. And I we'll remember... see it in a second. Okay, cool. Because now we're going to, we get the front credits and then we see... Of course, our heroine of the movie, who is working as a nurse at a hospital, delivering food to people, and generally just being, like, nice and a good person. She's the best nurse at the whole hospital, and everyone thinks so. Yeah, she's still a trainee nurse, but everyone there is like, you're so nice, all the patients love you, because you're so caring and a good person. Mm Mm-hmm. It would be a shame if anything were to happen to you. Now, the one bad thing in her life as a nurse at Nurse Hospital is that the same bad doctor that was a bad doctor in Nurse Jackie is here being a bad doctor. Yeah, we don't get confirmation on that for a bit, but it's it's pretty clear that you're like, oh, this guy's uh, he's a little rapey. Yeah, he's the, he's the one, if you ever watch Nurse Jackie, he's the one that has two moms and is weird about touching people's boobs. And he's just a piece of shit character, and you really wish they'd stop giving him storylines. Well, there you go. There you have it. Uh, he's in this. Thank right. God. That I was like, oh, fuck that guy. I don't know. I've seen him in other things. I have never watched Nurse Jackie. so I man. have passed through the room where a Nurse Jackie is playing on a number of occasions. <laughs> uh, so eventually, doing her rounds, she sees the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He's at the hospital. His leg is all fucked up, and he's going to go in for surgery, and he's afraid because the app that he has, the countdown app, shows him dying at the same time that surgery is going to take place. Yeah, so he's like, oh, I don't want to go into surgery. I will die in surgery. Yeah. I will definitely die. And they're like, what? but you're just going in for, like, leg surgery. I'm not yeah, sure. There's, there's not really a whole lot of complications that can go wrong with this. Mm-hmm. It's very routine. We're doing the standard add extra legs to you surgery. You're going to come out the other side of the centaur. It's a proven surgical procedure. It's normal to be worried, but please, everyone's doing it. We just sew the back half of a horse onto your back half, and next thing you know, you've got a horse butt and a human butt. (laughs) And your human butt poops into the horse body and then out the horse butt. (laughs) Now, yes, it's true that the back half of a horse body can't live on poop alone. But it's okay, because when it starts to die, just bring it in, and we'll trade it for a new horse body. We call it the horse-human centipede. <sighs> yeah, so, meh. She kind of gets weirded out by the dude, and then he goes back to his room. Mm-hmm. And that's when she gets a surprise party for, hey, congratulations, you're going to be a real nurse. Your Yay. training is done. Mm-hmm. 
And at that point, everyone in the hospital is just sort of shooting the shit. And she has to bring up like, hey, did you hear about the death app? Yeah, have you heard about that new death app that tells you when you're going to die? Yeah, you know, death, there's an app for that. And then the Catholic nurse is like, I don't ever want to know that kind of information. That can't be good. And then the other nurse is like, I want to know. That sounds like fun. <laughs> and so, you know, like three of them download it and you get like there's weird an actual priest as well there's a weird stoner guy who's like oh sweet i'm gonna live for another 48 years and then perv doctor's like i'm gonna live for 52 more years mm -hmm. and she downloads it does uh our main person quinn. zoe quinn. Quinn. quinn zoe quinn yeah <laughs> i don't know i'm not sure where zoe got in your head there but it's quinn yeah uh and quinn is like hell no i've got two days to live or whatever yeah, she's three she's three days to live specifically a uh, little less. It's like 34 hours or some nonsense. So she's like, oh, shit, that's not good. I need to start doing a bunch of vague things to solve my problem. Yeah. At first, she's just like, oh, well, that's sad. It's an app. Who cares? It's not real. <laughs> Except she does have a little moment of like, oh, I saw a thing. And well, is this real? I love that her hospital has an abandoned part for spooky things to happen in. Oh, yeah. And it's right next to... Like, a very clearly well-lit, already done, normal area of the hospital is, like, a door that says, like, don't dead open inside. Yeah. And then you go through, and it's like, oh, this is the renovation part of the hospital where we've stuck all of our chains with hooks on them that we'll need later. Yeah, it's insane. They get you to push aside one of those, like, plastic slat drop things that you use to, like keep the cold in a walk-in refrigerator and then once you're in there you're like oh so this is where you store all your dust and spiders and empty rusting oxygen tanks i'm so glad to be in here and you'd think oh okay you're doing renovation that's why like the t some tiles are missing or whatever except it's just sort of haphazard and there's still things like oh there's a bunch of like little trays of lockers or like uh little metal sheeting things here that don't go there also it's several floors of renovation that's happening because there's a part near the end of the film where the where a fight falls down a hole and is still in abandoned hospital. <laughs> so apparently they just picked up an extra wing to add on to the hospital and they built that wing haunted for fun. Yeah, they got a haunted wing. Yeah. It was a, it was a so, grant from the <laughs> Michael Myers Foundation. Some famous dead guy was like super into being a creepy ghost man. It was like Vincent Price died in this hospital and he was like, ah, yes, I'll leave my fortune to you, provided you build a haunted hospital adjacent. Uh, so she needs to uh, fill out the last of her paperwork mm -hmm. in order to become a true and actual nurse. Yep. But she's missing her birth certificate, so she's got to go home. And it turns out, ooh, she doesn't do that often. <laughs> yeah, there's trouble at home, it turns out, because when she walks in, it's like the middle of the night. And and uh, when she walks in in the middle of the night, uh, her everyone's asleep. She's rustling through some uh, paperwork in her dad's desk, and all of a sudden, she hears a noise and sees the closet door move. Oh, and it's her little sister with some dude Making out with some shirtless dude. And uh, they have a bit of a spat, and she sees her dad, and the dad is like, oh, it's so good to have you around here, even though I was just woken up out of my sleep. I don't think she's not there very often. I think that sister she has is just a brat, and it's a good excuse for being mean to her. No, I think it's both. Okay, that's fair. Because <laughs> she blames herself for her mother's death, and so after her mother died, she just sort of hasn't come home often. By the way, we don't get the full confirmation in the movie, but it's heavily implied that her mother died by installing a landline app. 
Uh, <laughs> sometime in the sometime in the before cell phones, oh, yes, the landline before, app in the mid nineties. <laughs> oh yeah, remember that great early nineties horror movie, Star Six Nine. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be an amazing. <laughs> Dial one eight hundred collect and die immediately. They'll one eight hundred collect your soul. <laughs> and the carrot top shows up to get it. <laughs> I'm willing to work these aspects into my '90s style boob comedy. <clears throat> that's fine. We can have both. Okay, we it's gonna because be- standard '90s TNA horror is fine. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's still gonna have. So it's gonna be a TNA horror movie about a child party game. Yes, I feel like we're really. It's going to be an interesting thing. It's a very interesting thing. Yeah, I think we'll just have to call it Cornhole. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, okay. Can I uh, Can I just argue with money? No. Okay. Well, you, then, no, then. I mean, you can argue with money. You would be a crazy person. John, though. I will give you $5 to make a movie with me called Cornhole. <laughs> Five American dollars. And it's a mix between lots and lots of butt shots and lots and lots of haunted cornhole tables. <laughs> lots and lots of haunted butts. <laughs> Yeah, the butts are haunted as well. Everything's haunted. Everything's haunted. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, the dad is like, hey, we're going to go to your mom's grave in a couple days, put some flowers out. If you want to come with us, we would love that. And she's like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. I think I can move stuff around because, you know, n- nurses normally have like insane schedules. Oh, yeah. She's like, uh, probably I can do that, but I'll let you know. Yeah. And then the sister's like, God, you're so busy all the time. You're never here. Uh. Me. Uh, although the sister, for just a brief moment here, is kind of tail between her legs because she's feeling out whether or not Big Sister Quinn is going to report her for having a boy in the house, uh, which she does not. No, because she don't care. Yeah. The only reason she's not here isn't because she doesn't like her sister. It's because she's she feels guilty. I have straight up 100% forgotten when she puts it in her sister's head to install the app. Uh, She sees the app. Okay. She's she a little sees sister. Her, okay. That, that's fair. Yeah, she's like, oh, what's this? She's like, oh, don't, what's Countdown? Oh, don't touch that. Leave that, don't, don't ever install that app. Ah. Which, you know, the wrong thing to say, which you should have been like is, oh, it's for finances. Yeah. Just, oh, this is a countdown until I need to d- do my taxes. It's for my period. <laughs> uh, Ew, gross. I'll never install that app. There we go. Problem ah. solved. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. No. Uh, so, okay. Um, so she gets her birth certificate and leaves. And uh, then some stuff happens, and the movie's over. <laughs> Thanks so much for checking in with us uh, here at, at, at Movie Mastery. Okay, so this is where we get some more spook ups She starts to see some things. Uh, oh, right, because it turns out that the rules are if you break the end-user license agreement, a ghost can mess with you until you die. That's yeah. the rules. If you If you just accept your death and don't change anything, then you're fine and then you die. But if you fuck with it at all then a ghost gets to mess with you. So the the boyfriend that was in the hospital is like, oh, I'm going to put off surgery. Like, he leaves instead of being where he should be for surgery. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he gets the screamy, laughy app notification that he broke the agreement. And then he... John, I'd like to pause for a second to have a long, boring conversation about free will and determinism. Because, ultimately, this movie is a very strong question about both of those things. Uh, elaborate. <laughs> Hmm. Well, you see, we have free will Mm -hmm. because even when we know when we are supposed to die, we can still impose our own will upon that Mm -hmm, as is seen in the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. However, there is also in this movie the theme of God's plan. Yes. The Drake song, God's Mm -hmm. plan. 
the Drake song, which of course would you which were transcendent in. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite? Coaster? Anna Ferris tells me you smell like flowers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, but no, it, it's a thing in this movie where like. It, it says, oh, you violated the EULA by not doing the thing that would have led to your death. How do you know? If you're like, okay, well, I just don't feel like getting in this car with a drunk driver because it's obvious I'll get killed by this. Well, the whole thing is if you change based on uh, information you got from the app. I, yeah, I guess that's true. Because if, you're if like, you oh, had well, the app, you would have been like, oh, I guess I'll just have my surgery. How, how shitty is it if you're like, oh, you have 30 years to live and you're like, you know what? I feel like I'll give up red meat today. Uh, end user license agreement violated. <laughs> uh, I mean, at that point, you just got 30 years to get haunted by a weird ghost. I know that would suck. Like, well, no, because now you're going to live. Yeah, you're going to live longer. So, st- so instead, you get 30 years of haunting by a scary ghost. Yeah. At a certain point, you think you'd be like, you know what? I've gotten completely used to this. And I'm just going to say, hey, what's up, ghost? Yeah. He's going to show up and be like, oh, I've, got, I've got weird teeth and I'm your aunt or something that died. And you'd be like, what's up? Hey. Cool. All right. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. Wa- you, hey, I'm gonna watch Great British Bake Off. You, uh, <laughs> you in? You want? You sit down. I got peppermint ice cream. It's in season right now. Oh shit! Move over. Oh god damn it! Yes. Because <laughs> I mean, otherwise, this is some bullshit. They don't really address it because the only people they fo- they focus on in the film are people who have like two days to live. Well, yeah, because everyone else sees it and they're like, oh, it says I've got 48 years to live. All right, whatever, and immediately forget about the app because it doesn't matter because. Literally, the only thing the app is is a countdown clock. Yeah, it doesn't do anything else. But if you're like, oh, it gave me 27 years to live. Hey, hey, you want some cheesecake? No. <laughs> oh, you will die. You were going to get diabetes from that cheesecake. <laughs> that one. That one that, right there. That was the piece. <laughs> that was what was going to do it. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I, I guess now I'm going to be haunted for however long it takes for diabetes to not kill me. Well, it would only happen if you were changing your actions based on the app itself. Because it's I, only based if you change your actions based on the knowledge which you means, Which means that the demon that's controlling the app has absolute knowledge of your intentions at all times. I mean, basically. Because what it basically means is at that point, you can never be sure if you're doing things, or neither can he, if you're doing things because of the app or not. I mean, like, it could literally just be like, all right, well, what's up with you today? Do you want this slice of cheesecake? Oh, no, I, I had a Taco Bell earlier today, which I was not expecting to do, but there was a weird traffic jam that I was trying to avoid. And, and so instead I had this and now I definitely will not get diabetes later. And, and yeah, it, but you weren't going to because all t- of the stuff that just happened is part of what would have happened anyway. OK, so what we're saying is this movie exists in a situation where both free will and determinism are ironclad and 100 percent true. Yes, that's very dumb. Very true. As you were. OK, just wanted to have that out there. Anyway, boyfriend sees a bunch of spooky shit and dies. Uh-huh. So <laughs> he falls down a abandoned staircase in the abandoned staircase part of the hospital. Oh, it's just the regular staircase. I don't, but the to- demon turns the lights off. Yeah. Demon turns the lights off and then runs. Oh, no. And we see the girlfriend because the demon can show up as people who have previously died. Yeah. Any dead people is fair game for this demon, which yeah. we don't know it's a demon yet in the movie, but it's a demon. Whatever. The demon, for the most part in this film, and whatever. Like you said, I don't fucking care. The demon in this movie is mostly like loud noises and footsteps. Yeah. I mean, if it actually comes to a person, it will straight jump on top of them and be like, demon, get you. <laughs> and indeed it does and the boyfriend falls and goes you know anytime you see those spiraling staircases up in any building where it's got that hole down the middle of it and it just goes ah, thud 
At the exact moment when he would have otherwise died. At the exact moment when he would have otherwise died. <laughs> yep. Can we edit it so I say that coming in from the break instead of you? That'd be great. No. I, I, I think I did a cleaner read. Oh, I think my read's pretty clean. Hmm. It's so fresh. Sorry so about clean. the break, folks. Uh, my, my daughter decided to knock on the door and visit us. Yes. I, I thought it might be a go- the haunted demon's ghost. <laughs> it might be the haunted demon. It might be the... The haunted demon... <laughs> Who died and now is a ghost. It might be the curse of the mummy's legend. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this guy dies at the exact moment when they said he was going to. And then Quinn finds out that he died when when his timer was going to go off and and that that he dodged his surgery. Yeah. So that means she's like, oh, shit, like. I didn't believe it before, but now I'm kind of believing that the app is true. So she calls her dad and is like, yeah, it turns out I got to work. Can't make it. Uh, not going to go there because when she looks at the app, the like two days she has until she dies are going to be when they would have been putting flowers on the grave. Mm-hmm. So she's like, uh, no, can't do it. And then, of course, she gets the you broke the user agreement scream. Right. Uh, which, you know, feels a little cheaty because, I mean... If you get that information three days before you're, di- you're going to die, that's become a relevant part of your life now. If you react to it, it's like that's just normal business. No, for- the whole point of yeah. the thing is you can't react to the app. Yeah. What a weird app. <laughs> what a weird Given app. Given the constant. Yeah. Golly, what a weird app. I'm that, just saying. That I'm sends sure. a demon to murder I feel murder like you. I would not rate it at 3.6 stars, John, is what I'm trying to say I'm here. I'm pretty sure I would rate it at five stars because it accurately tells when you're going to die. It does what it says on the tin. <laughs> five stars. Also, it appears to be free. That yeah. said, I can't give it five stars because the notifications are so annoying. Well, only if you're going to die. I mean, I'm gonna and tur- then you don't have to worry about it for very long. Now I'm curious to see if if I turn off push notifications if I don't die. Oh, you can. In the same way that she tries to delete the app from her phone and cannot, uh-huh. you'd be like, uh, no push notifications, and be like, no. <laughs> Then I'd just be like, all right, well, I'm just going to take the speakers out of this thing. <laughs> I'll set my phone on vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just making Solomon Grundy with his mouth sewn shut noise. <laughs> uh, you take the speakers out and then it still does it anyway because spookums. Oh, no, not spookums. <laughs> not, th- uh, not on our most traditional boogan of nights. Uh, at so, what point does the doctor try to rape her? Uh, basically around this time. Okay, great. I just wanted to make sure we got to that, because it feels like it could easily be excised from the movie and no one would notice. Well, the only reason it's here is for the end of the movie, mm-hmm. because we need someone that she can feel okay trying to kill. Right. But the doctor, like, they go into a room with a coma patient, and they're talking about stuff, and he's being real creepy of, like... You know, everyone always says you're you're so good at your job. You're my number one guy. Anyway, he starts putting his hands all over her and tries to kiss her and stuff. And she's like, ah, no, I'm not into this. And he tries to bully her into it a little bit where he's like, I can make your make or break your career. And everyone else thinks you're super cool and whatever. Uh, yeah. And, she, that, and she's like, no, I'm just I'm, I'm not going to do this. And she runs out and tries to talk to like the head nurse mm-hmm. and. You know, pervert doctors like head nurse, please come to me now, head nurse. And that is the 
uh, end of her efforts to tell anyone. She's yeah, like, she doesn't try the next nurse over or something. Nope. She's, she's too busy dealing with the fact that she's got two days to live. Yeah, because at that point, she's like looking up at one of those make sure people aren't stealing or see around the corner mirrors. Mm-hmm. And is like, oh, there's a Grim Reaper behind me. Oh, no, a Spookus. And and turns around and no Spookus, but looks in the mirror and Spookus. And he does a thing in that shot where he goes accelerating forward at a thousand miles an hour and cracks the mirror. Yeah. I think that actually happened to the boyfriend and not her, but sure, whatever. It happened to someone. Yeah. So one there of them. we go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at this point... She's like, all right, well, now I'm super freaked out. She, like, goes home and has a ridiculous thing where some horrible demon thing, like, floats around, and she's freaking out. Yeah. So she's like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I can't delete the app, so I'm just going to get a new phone. Mm -hmm. Like, she destroys her phone. She's like, fuck it, I'm going to go get a new phone. And indeed she does. And we get two characters that matter introduced here. Yeah, one of them played by an actor I, I recognize but cannot name. Hmm. I mean, he looks a lot like uh, H. John Benjamin. Is yeah, what he no, looks I, like. I wouldn't have thought he was H. John Benjamin, but he's he's got a similar energy. Yeah, he looks very much like him and has the same sort of energy. But yeah, he runs Doc's Wireless, and he's sort of a skeevy cell phone guy. On the other hand, he is one of those people who sticks it to th- to folks who think the customer's always right. Yeah, fuck you. Some well, cuz there's some lady in there in line before our hero who's complaining that her phone doesn't do exactly what she wants or something and he's like, "Just get out of here. Get the hell out of my store." Well, I want to see the manager and he does the like a turn around, come back. "Hi, I'm the manager. How can I help you?" Mm-hmm. Well, you just turned around. I did. Yeah, please leave. I'm not going to help you. <laughs> Uh, so she gets a new phone in a process that takes one one millionth of the time that a normal new phone registration would take. Oh, you're not kidding. I mean, I assumed she was buying a burner or something, because normally when you go in to get a new phone, they're like, oh my God, do they ever... They- oh, they got to do a credit check. They got to actually... And she wants to keep her old number, or no, she she's getting a new number, mm-hmm. so they'd have to generate a number for her, get all of her information Here, to put grab in a there. seat at this belly bar. Let me ask you a thousand invasive questions. Yeah, no. I I at one time sold cell phones to people and it takes a good fucking like 20 minutes to actually get someone done mm-hmm. and this is done in like 20 seconds. Yeah. Well, he gets her a new phone. Uh there's two people in line behind her and she mentioned it, as she's like, "Thank you. So this is a new phone. There's absolutely nothing on it for my old phone." He's like, "Yeah." And so she looks and as she's looking at it, the countdown app installs itself on the phone. Yeah. And she's like, it's this app again. Can you get rid of this app? And he's like, what? No, it's it must be preloaded on the phone. Leave me Here, be. Just delete it. Just, and she's like, I can't. Mm-hmm. Ah, whatever. What, you're being cyber bullied? That's crazy. <laughs> just just close your eyes. Ha, 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 ha. So uh, she tries to go out and get in her car, and she's got that like backwards facing camera thing, and Ooh, Spookums shows up in the backwards camera and then grabs her face with the Spookum hands. Yep, she the Spookus shows up and is is standing there spookusly in in her rearview camera thingy, uh, and then she backs up into some guy who yeah. yells at her. And this is one of my least favorite things because he gets out. He's like, "What the fuck did you? You just backed into my fucking car!" And then the hero dude of the movie comes out and he's like, "Hey, I'll kick your ass if you continue this line of questioning." And I'm, like, and I'm like, no, he perfectly reasonable. Yeah, she no. just smashed into his car. He has a nice car, and she, for no reason, slammed into the side of it. The least you're going to do is be like, okay, my dude, how about insurance information? Exactly. Like, sure, the dude's kind of mad. He's like, what did you do? But he doesn't go like, I'm going to hit you or anything. 
He's just like, hey, you just hit my car. What the hell? And then this dude comes running out, and he's like, if you keep talking to her, I'll beat the fuck out of you. And you're like, dude. I just found out I only have like a day and a half to live, and I'm looking to take it out on a white guy. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you, movie, for making the black guy be like that. Yeah, this is kind of a heavy escalation. This is a Clint Howard's heavy escalation. <laughs> it may, it did not do a good... Because this dude is the new main character that just popped up and threatened to beat a random innocent bystander's ass. Yeah, this is our love interest, other protagonist, essentially. Yeah, it's not an endearing way to meet him. I think they, they missed a couple steps, basically. If the, if the guy got out of the car and been like, you hit my car, I'm going to beat you to death with a tire iron <laughs> or something. But instead, he's just like, hey! And then the threats start. Yeah. But... <sighs> The guy takes off after being threatened mm-hmm. with bodily harm, and it turns out this guy also has the countdown app and is equally as freaked out as uh, she is. So they're like, ooh, we got to go like, talk to this doc guy and see if he can do something or hack the app. Oh, right. Yeah. The, the, and he's like, yeah, come back later. Yeah. He wants them to come back later. They go talk to another dude who recommends a priest to the, like talk to a librarian or something and the librarian's like go talk to a priest well no they talk to a priest who says go talk to a different priest oh right they talk to a priest and the priest sends them to a different priest yes, thank the you the priest from the hospital yeah right who's the, like yeah i don't believe in demons i don't believe in any of this bullshit that's However, all metaphors i know a, i know an idiot priest who is definitely into that sorry i forgot that we saw this movie a few days ago and i have i know that's why i'll go ahead and lead it's fine okay so what happens next <laughs> Uh, when, uh, she goes home after getting the new phone and, uh, it's all crushed and whatnot, her little sister is there and goes, oh, hey, sis, you're, you're all fucked up and whatever. And hey, what did you do to your phone? And why is there currently a countdown app going on it? And that is what like provokes her sister to download the app. And when you know it, her sister's app indicates that she's going to die three minutes before, uh, she does. Yeah. Uh, which suggests that that uh, her having chosen not to go on the family trip that will definitely kill her sister and her uh, has not affected her sister's decision to go uh, on the trip. Which is interesting because now I wonder if you can violate someone else's end user license agreement. I mean, if you're like, if if her response was "Don't go with dad to to put the flowers on mom's grave," I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting question that never comes up mm-hmm. because we don't really get an answer for it. Because of the sister's countdown. Normally, it would have been like, oh, they get in a car accident. The sister dies three minutes before she does, but they both die in the car accident. Yeah, presumably one of, she bleeds out a little longer or whatever. Yeah. So with this, though, when she finally downloads it, it's after the Quinn has already decided, fuck it, we're not doing that. Yes. And in doing so, her dad was like, oh, that's fine. I'll go do some work upstate for a bit, and then we'll do it a couple days later. Right, so the sister's trip has already been canceled. Yeah, but she still has the same death time, Mm -hmm. which means she didn't really violate anything, but she's still going to die, which I think means you can violate someone else's user agreement? Yeah, it's an interesting question that doesn't really get addressed. I mean, ultimately, that's what the rest of the movie is, because they meet this other priest guy, like some random priest in a basement who's like, well, here's the thing. This is definitely symbology from an ancient Catholic demon. You're like, oh, man, I don't I didn't want this to be a movie about an ancient Catholic demon. It's all demons are boring. Well, I mean, what else was it going to be? It was going to be ghosts or demons. I was hoping for an evil tech billionaire. Yeah, that's right. An evil tech billionaire Uh who employs ghosts and demons. Yes. 
Well, he he invented ghosts and demons that are cyber ghosts, and <laughs> he dig- invented ghosts. And he demons. invented digi demons and cyber ghosts. Oh no, digi demons! Digital demons! Digi demons are the champions. Thank you. Okay, great. I'm glad we could get there. That shows. I, people keep telling me it's better than Pokemon, by the way, and they're wrong. I don't understand. I think the thing that pushes me off from ever even checking out Digimon is the naming convention. Yeah, that everything is just something Mon. Something it's just Mon. whatever it is, and then Mon. It's just, I, I can't, it's like, oh my god, Rymon evolved, digivolved into po- Apocalymon. You're like, I don't fucking, who gives a shit? Pokemon was bad enough. <laughs> uh, so, uh, they go meet with the priest who's like, oh, I'll try and find out what the fuck is going on, but, you know, I 1000% believe in demons mm-hmm. and demonology and some nonsense. He's now like, they, this is great, by the way, because this is a proof of demons for me. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, so basically, eventually, here, oh, I don't know. Well, Do first want- we have to go yeah. to the uh, wireless store where the guy who runs it does indeed hack mm-hmm. the system. Yep. And turns out he's a Gibson style hacker man. Turns out the fucking app takes up like 20 gigs. 60. It's a 60 gig app. And the reason it's 60 gigs is because it has everyone who's installed the app. Yeah. (laughs) So he goes in and is like, okay, uh, here, I can just change some numbers around. And now I'm going to live an extra 80 years. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, can you change our numbers? Sure. Here you go. You're going to live an extra 50 and you're going to live an extra 45. I don't know why I did different numbers for everyone, but I did. So whatever. What they really should have done is set some random other schlubs timer to zero. See if that works. Just like, <laughs> just find someone you hate and go, uh, make his timer at one second. Yeah, let's see what happens. Does it, the demon hurry over there and beat him oh, to shit, death? Fuck, oh, I'm crap. Late. I was really hoping to torment him a little. Damn it. Uh, but no. They figure, oh, well, that worked. All we needed to do was change something in the code, and now we're fine. Or just add another line item that's like, the demon who's doing this. Three minutes. <laughs> uh, so yep, at that rules point... Rules is rules. At that point, they go home, and she takes love interest home with her, and that's when we find out, oh, no, it isn't done. The, the countdown goes right back to where it was, and and then a little evil boy jumps on the dude and is like, blah. Right. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a creepy boy because this guy's brother died or something. Yeah, his little brother died yeah. when they were both kids. When they were both kids, his brother was in the hospital with some sort of wasting disease and was getting a whole bunch of presents, and he was like... 12 or something and he got jealous of the presents and stole one of his dying brother's presents yeah he stole a little robo dinosaur that he wanted that his brother got and Mm -hmm. then his brother died and he never gave it to him so he feels ridiculously guilty and like an asshole Mm -hmm. because of that yeah because that's the theme here is everyone who has a countdown that is going to happen soon Mm -hmm. outside of our first victim is just what is this oh i have guilt about something yeah i have a i have a death guilt that scares me yeah there's something here that is freaking me out about death which which makes me wonder if that's part of the app like oh i sensed guilt in you you're definitely going to die in a few days that was definitely how it was going to happen it was your fate (laughs) well the other thing is it might just be a thing where the demon's like oh i can see some possible outcomes and i'm gonna say if you chose this path you would die now and then it's not determinism, it's just one of the many things that your free will could do, but he fucks with you if you do anything else. Right. No, it's, it, which, you know, he's a demon, so fine, he's just cheating. But as it turns out, because eventually we have to go back to the priest again, but first she gets fired. Oh, yeah. 
She gets fired because it turns out that the doctor managed to accuse her of sexual harassment first. Yeah, she's like, oh, no, uh, we got to talk to you in HR. And she goes there and sees the head nurse and the doctor who harassed her. And then the doctor's like, I'm, I'm really sorry about everything. I hope we can put this behind us and like move on she's like good thank you i'm glad that you did this and then it turns out that no he didn't come clean he accused her Mm -hmm. and they're like why didn't you come to us and she's like remember when i did and he called you away and made it really insistent that was when that was happening yeah remember that very moment when Uh i was clearly freaked out and trying to tell you something and that guy told you not to talk to me Hmm. I wonder what that was. And then the nurse has to be like, well, who are we supposed to believe? A nurse like you or the respected word of an, ad- of an older adult authority figure doctor? Huh? Who are we going to believe? And you or this clearly rapey doctor? Yeah. <laughs> With a history of doing this. <sighs> so, but, yeah. But the movie doesn't have time to be about that. So no. instead she has, she just goes, I don't fucking care. Just walks out. Ah, fuck you guys. Bleh. Yeah. And, uh. So they go back to the uh, the priest, now with the little sister in tow. Yeah, because she also was about to die. And, and he's like, okay, so I think I have it figured out. It's a demon named Osun. And Osun... Oh, shit, son! Osun is the god of, like, when you're going to die or whatever. And who fucking cares? He's a demon of betrayal or something. Yeah. The are. whole thing is he's like, oh, there's an ancient story where... Uh, King is dying. Oh my and, god, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, there's a prince who's like, oh, but I'm supposed to lead an army into battle, and I'm afraid I might die, so he goes to see an old gypsy woman, mm-hmm. and boy, does this movie want to say that a lot. Yep. Which, please don't. Mm-hmm. That, it's a slur for anyone who didn't know. It I know is. in America, a lot of people don't realize that. It is. It is. But but what happens is she hands him a banner that has a countdown that is identical to the digital readout of the app. Yeah, just a scroll that when you pull it down, it's like zero 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 two zero five. And you're like, what? <laughs> What's this last one? Those are seconds. We don't have those. I don't understand any of what you're trying to tell me here. This is. Did you know that we don't have digital clocks because it's like fourteen hundred? None of this makes sense to me. <laughs> This is so dumb. But yeah, the prince finds out that he would die during the battle. I was, you know. I, so I he be- stays home. Mm-hmm. His little brother gets sent down and said, the little brother is fine, leads the battle to victory, and then he gets tormented by a demon and killed. I was really expecting when he was like, there was once a great prince who was curious as to the outcome of a battle that was upcoming. I could have sworn it was going to be an Oracle at Delphi situation. Like the moment it hit that, it was like, oh, yeah, uh. A, a great battle will be fought and victory will be achieved and uh, you'll return home triumphant or whatever. And then he goes and fights and turns out he dies, uh, but he does win the battle. It's just that he also dies. Ha yeah, ha. Oracle of Delphi. Yeah, but that's not what this movie is about. It's about counting down to death. I know. But that's when I first heard it. Like, oh, an ancient prince sought out an old wise woman. And I was like, oh, OK, they're going to do an Oracle of Delphi thing. Uh, but no, instead, it's a Catholic thing, because here comes Demon O'Son, and the moment they name him, he stops looking like a random faceless figure in a hood and more just like Christopher Lee as extra bloody Saruman. Uh, I mean, I like the look of the demon. He looks neat. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that. I, I think it's a cool look for a demon. It's fine. And uh, I just don't think this movie needs a demon. Yeah. Like, Why? Because they could be dying three other other ways, but instead it's what like... What other ways? The Rube Goldberg thing is so much more fun. Or the cell phone gets you or something. I don't the know. The cell phone the gets you. The cell phone just grows a little. A little knife pops out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
gonna get you. Would you like to take a moment to register me? No. Then I'll kill you. Ah. It's a cell phone <laughs> with a gun. <laughs> uh, installing blow up app. <laughs> so the priest is like, okay, here's the deal. Uh, the way we can stop this app is by the fact that like the devil is the Lord of lies. And if we can prove him a liar on the time of death, then it should break this curse. Yeah. If uh, you can make Osun a liar by, by either dying before your number comes up or dying at, or, or forcing someone to live past their number. Yeah. If you make it so that whatever number is shown on anybody's app doesn't actually happen the way it says, then it'll break the curse for everyone. Great. Well, this is a great opportunity to run back to that hacker guy and be like, set someone's timer to zero and see what happens. No. Instead, he's like, look, I've got a ancient Christian symbology thing where I can paint a star of David and a few Hebrew symbols on the ground. And as long as you stay inside this circle, uh, like Osun can't get you in here. Mm -hmm. <sighs> and they have to make it out of salt. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, couldn't he just blow it away? They're like, oh, we'll mix it with paint and then we'll paint the salt around. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's actually... A very interesting, good idea. Thank it's a you. clever idea, but it's also pulled from how people cast those kind of spells all the time. The, the funny thing for me was when the part where they were judging the quality of the salt. I was like, man, you don't have time for this movie. This movie's already about sexual harassment and determinism and cell phones and, and guilt over the deaths of close relatives. You don't have time for it to be about whether rock salt is good enough for demon circles. <laughs> uh, so they make the symbol and... Uh, Matt is his name, is the main uh, love interest, other mm -hmm. lead. And his time is going to come up first out of the three of them. So they get into the circle. They all hang out there. And at that point, Osun actually shows up and he can't cross the line. Like, it actually does work. Like, a little bit of his robe hits it and it just disintegrates. Yeah. And so he's standing around on the outside, kind of hissing and whispering and walking around the circle while spookuses happen all around him. But then it turns out that while he cannot physically reach into the circle to mess with people, he can still mess with people in the circle all he wants. He just has to do it via visions and brain control. Yeah. So he makes the alarm on the phone of Matt go off ridiculously loud to the point where it is painful for everyone else, but Matt can't hear it. Instead, Matt sees the little robot dinosaur walk over to him and his dead little brother. And at this point, Matt is like, oh, well, it's time for me to apologize to what's clearly a demon pretending to be my little brother and also leave the circle. Well, basically what we've proven here is that you can build a circle to protect you from demons punching you. But anything else the demon could do at all is fair play and fine. Well, he can't kill you while you're in there. He has to get you out. And so he draws Matt slightly out of the circle, yeah. grabs him and takes Their him. Their mistake was leaving anyone any kind of functionality while they were in the circle. Oh, There's, no, they yeah. should have handcuffed the themselves to a pipe in the middle of the circle. So they might not have realized, oh, he can still fuck with us while we're in the circle. Yeah. So whatever. He takes the guy, goes upstairs, and then... Uh, he's like, oh, it's fine. He let me go. And then he gets hit by a car and dies exactly when his countdown was. Mm -hmm. But they've established that the circle works. Yeah. The two of them see this happen and then are freaked out and run away and are like, oh, we've got to figure out what to do. I'm like, what you do is go the fuck back downstairs, hog tie your little sister, who is the next person in the countdown, mm -hmm. make it so she can't leave, put her in the circle. Yep. 
<laughs> but no, they're like, oh, we have a perfectly actual reasonable solution that we know works. Yeah. But instead, I'm going to try and kill Rapey Doctor because it said he had 56 years to live. So if I kill him before that, then it'll be broken. So she does a whole thing where, okay, she's already been screaming at this guy for being like a rapist and so on. But then her plan is I'll seduce him now. Yeah. And t- takes him to the ha- the creepy hospital wing. Yeah, the haunted hospital renovation wing. The Vincent Price wing. And assaults him with like a crowbar and a bunch of other shit. Her murder plans are pretty lame. I, I, I'm I, amazed I she didn't just go get a gun. I think her first plan was to inject him with something, and that just ends immediately. as He knocks it out of her hand or whatever. Uh, but but yeah, she's like she like walks into a room where he's working, and she's like, hey, I just wanted to thank you. I was way out of line. If there's a place we could go and talk, and he's like, no, this is stupid. Why would I believe? No, I, I clearly understand that this is some bullshit. Yeah, this is, this, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to go with you, of course, because well, no, that he's... way I can yell at you in another room. No, she's just like, all right, you got me, but what I do want is my fucking job back, so if I blow you, will you give me my job back? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. That's but, way more reasonable to me in my mind. Right. Well, we establish at this point that the demon really doesn't like being proved a liar, because if you're about to kill his guy who's got 56 years left to live, he just telekinesis him out of the way. Yeah. She, like, is about to hit him with a crowbar in his head, and he gets just invisibly pulled into another room, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, so the demon doesn't just get to fuck with people who are about to die or who broke the user agreement. Now he's got carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he wants. Right. It's a real problem for this movie that the rules are established and then and followed right up to that point. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, that in the circle, I would say, is the other point where it's like this demon can't come into the circle, but all of his powers can. <laughs> uh. So, uh. Anyway, yeah, the, now the demon is just straight up use, playing keep away with this with this mean, rapey doctor, uh, who is also, for whatever reason, is not scared or spooked out by the whole... No, he gets pulled into another room by a weird telekinetic force. The, which, has, which is roaring, by the way, when it happens. It goes, and pulls him into another room. And his response when he gets into the other room is, oh, I know, I'll look for weapons. Yeah. Oh, I gotta defend myself I'll against hide. that crazy look, bitch. Yeah, like... He's just completely on. He's like, "Oh, cool! A demon's on my side. Nice, neat. Mm-hmm. I always knew that would happen." Yeah, he's basically testing the whole "you're invincible until that number on your sheet" thing <laughs> that I was talking about earlier in the show. He's like, "He's like, fuck it! I guess I gotta jump out the window. Fuck! I can't die." Except he doesn't. He doesn't think anything about the countdown timer. No, he's just he's only mad at the girl. Yeah, he only mad at Zoe. Doesn't Quinn. Think- Quinn. Just yeah, Quinn. Zoe Quinn. It's he's in my mad head at Zoe now. Quinn. You put it. You put it in my head. I know. Head. I did. Yeah. Uh so, yeah, he tries to find some weapons along the line. The little sister shows up as well because she realizes what uh, her big sister is trying to do. So she's going to try and stop that. And uh, eventually. <laughs> well, we have a thing that there's a setup really early in the movie. There's a person who a dr- ODs. Uh, who ODs on drugs and they they shoot her up with a magic drug that makes it so you don't OD. Yeah, which exists. It does exist, yeah. yeah. But in this case, it's used as a significantly more magic drug. Yes. Because normally it works if you're about to die. In this case, it works after you've died. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a bunch of shit running around in the Vincent Price wing of the hospital, and eventually Rapey Doctor finds the little sister mm-hmm. and is like, ah, oh, leave me the fuck alone, bro. I'm going to do whatever unless you do a thing. And then the little sister, like, knocks him away, and she realizes, oh, I can't 
like kill this guy i don't have enough time nothing's gonna work so she injects herself to kill herself yeah she rummages around and finds a needle and then shows up to threaten everybody with a needle like she's got a needle pointed at her arm and she's like i'll do it I'll do it! And the demon's like, roar, or whatever. Barg, wargle. Uh, yeah, I'm a demon. I, I, I've so far been able to be uh, telekinetically powerful in any way I want to, but I cannot fling a needle away from you for some reason. Yeah. So, eventually, this whole thing, they just keep going back and forth and back and forth. And, of course, there's a long, quiet pause where they talk about their mother's death. Well, yeah, the demon turns into the mom. Yeah. Before this, there was a scene where the two of them were like, oh, mom went out to find me because I snuck out of the house, so it's my fault she was out and died. Mm -hmm. And then the little sister's like, no, she asked me where you were, and I knew where you were, but I didn't tell her. So the fact that she didn't go get you and was wandering around the mall where she died Mm -hmm. is my fault. So they both have death guilt. Yeah, but it turns out the mom was just a drunk, terrible driver. (laughs) It's... You know, the movie doesn't say as much. I mean, the movie doesn't say anything like that, but but Jeff has decided. I've 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 read the expanded universe fiction that comes along, the the, uh, the countdown books. Yeah. And it it notes that the mom was just a suicidal idiot. Uh, So neither of them was to to blame, really. No one was. Yeah, no one. Except for the demon. The demon is to blame. The demon killed her. With a gun. (laughs) Anyway, she kills herself with poison. And uh, it stops the demon. He like explodes into ashes mm-hmm. and we can see the countdown on the little sister has stopped at like two seconds mm-hmm. and uh then little sister is mourning and then like grabs her and there's a little message on her arm that says like inject here yeah and she's got a uh, vial of the magic wake me up from being dead drug wake in. me up wake me up inside this drug <laughs> uh with, with uh god that was instinctive yeah there you go uh, that hurt yeah, uh, it happens. Yeah, it's in you. So, uh, so anyway, John, she rolls her over, and there's there's a spot, and there's a vial, and she's like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll shoot you up with this." And then I'll say, "Wake up! What you you have to wake up! Wake up!" And then she wakes up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good. Now everything's great, and nothing is bad. They have a reconciled family now, who mm-hmm. are putting uh, flowers on the grave of the mother. And, you know, the dad is like, oh, I love you, too, and you're you're all great, and everything's wonderful, and ooh, then they look at their phone, and there's a, a scream happens, and it says, like, countdown 2.0 update installed. I was like, that is a cheap-ass ending. That was That's an ending you write when you can't think of anything else, because all she has to do now is be like, oh, a second one? All right, I do not accept the user license agreement. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> Thank you very much. Goodbye. The- <laughs> you're not going to be uh, it's not like she's going to be like ah the demon the game begins again aha it is a foot <laughs> come dear sister but the actual like mid credit ending is the dock guy from the cell phone area was he's on a so- shitty date he had essentially a tinder date and he's being a big weird asshole yeah he's the worst tinder date yeah uh and then Lights all go out, and he screams, and the, the, and he the, dies. He dies. Although it said he had like what thirty or some years. Yeah, I mean, when he first got it, it wasn't like, oh, I'm also gonna die in like twelve hours or whatever. Yeah, he was just like, oh, I've got thirty something years, and then he changed it to eighty. And when he's on the date, the thing goes off, and then it like spins the entire countdown down to like a minute. Yeah, which. Means that the demon's just the, cheating. The now. demon can just do whatever the fuck it wants. Yeah, which is t- why the ending, both for like 
the actual ending and the mid-credit ending are like, oh, you just decided, fuck it, there are no rules. Right. Every time this demon does anything, it makes me less interested in the demon or the movie. Because every time he does, he's like, you know my rules I set up? I don't care about the rules. And I'm like, I do. The movie's a complicated machinery, and I want to see it work. I, the whole point of any horror movie that has rules mm -hmm. isn't, oh, how does the thing break them? It's how can I succeed within the established parameters? Yes. Because that's what's fun to see is people like finding ways to twist the rules to their advantage mm -hmm. rather than, oh no, just it, you try and twist a rule and it was very intelligent, but the demon doesn't care and it just breaks the rules anyway. Who gives a shit? Yeah. And that, that just tears these kinds of movies down for me. A lot of the horror movies do that. Like I like the ones that don't like, uh, I've always kind of said that the others I particularly enjoy is, is a sort of creepy atmospheric, not quite horror movie because it, it sets up its twist and then never violates the twist. Yeah. It's uh, these characters are, you, you've seen the others. It was like 15, 20 years ago. Oh yeah. Well, uh, it's just turning of the screw as a, as a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you guys are the, actually the ghosts and it, it's so on point with maintaining the rules of it. Yeah. This movie, on the other hand, instead, every time the demon does anything, it's violating the own rule, the rules established in the movie. Yeah. So that's the end of the movie, and uh, let's go ahead and give our bests and worsts for this film. Jeff, what is the best thing in this film for you? Uh, a couple of the songs that played towards the beginning were real bangers. I, Just real I actually I went home bops. and downloaded a few of the songs from the beginning of this movie right away because I was like, shit, this is a good soundtrack. I'm digging this. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's kind of a bullshit real answer, but I, I mean, I did want to say that this movie's got su a surprisingly good sound. I mean, that's fine if you want to say the soundtrack is your favorite thing. You I, can do that. I mean, ultimately, almost everything else I really enjoy about this movie is cheated in some way. But no, my actual favorite thing in this movie is the performance of the dude who runs the cell phone store. Oh, yeah. I like his sort of abrasive asshole personality and the fact that they actually do circle back around to him and give him a horrible date. He, I mean, the whole cheating and killing him thing sucks, but he's a great bad character. No, for a side character that is sort of important, but not like a protagonist, they do a very good job of quickly establishing who he is, what he does, like his parameters for how he wants to do things like he becomes a fully fleshed out believable character immediately mm -hmm. so the, i think they did do a good job with that character yes uh what was your favorite thing in this film honestly i just really like the way the demon looks i think oh cool looks demon. rad yeah no he's fine he's he's got a, a cool weird like floaty yellow eye bloody sharp tooth nonsense i couldn't thing. tell if he had a veil or a bloody beard and i thought that was a nicely done thing where i couldn't tell which one of those it was yeah yeah he just sort of even when he shows himself looks obscured mm -hmm. it's neat it's it's an okay design it's a neat monster design i, I like neat monster design i like the design i don't like the character the character's just a cheater of his own stupid rules well that's not any problem of the monster itself no. that's just the writing that's fair so jeff your least favorite thing i'm gonna say the introduction of the male love interest ah. The part where he's just like, hey, bro, I'm willing to escalate this fight situation dramatically, and I'm the good guy. <laughs> I was like, that took me right out of the film when I was like, whoa, hey, she did just hit his car really hard with him in it. Yeah. That was a very dangerous thing that just happened. You can't just scare this guy away. Yeah, that was uh, not the best. That's a crime you just did. <laughs> you both just did crimes. You've done crimes now, yeah. and we'll die for them. Yeah. So, what about you? Uh... Honestly, the thing that made me 
react the angriest in the movie is them just not going back to that fucking salt circle. Oh, I know. That's really pissed. That, it I mean, was so they annoying. They just abandoned it. They were like, well, this thing that clearly works can't work. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what you saw was this guy decided to get out of the ring even though it was working, and you not even like abandoned that circle but abandoned the idea entirely and the priest never shows up again like he just disappears after that death yeah like it, they, and they're all like oh no the, the scariest thing that happened in that sequence was a really loud noise was happening it's fine just leave throw your, your cell phone somewhere else leave, throw him at the demon that'd be fun just hey donk donk <laughs> hey dick what you gonna do boink <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was, that really fucking annoyed me. That's why I brought this bag of peanut M&Ms. What's up, demon? <laughs> and he's like, ooh, peanut M&Ms. I'm in a circle and you're not. <laughs> Dude, peanut M&Ms though. This is great. Never mind. You got an extension. <laughs> Thanks, I love dude. peanut M&Ms. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're going to go ahead and give the film, each of us a rating zero to five, gives the rating a total out of ten. Jeff. Very average horror movie, two and a half. John? Uh, I think I'll give it a three. It was fun. Like, it was definitely losing points for not following rules. And I, I fucking, like you, I really hate when a movie does that. I know. Why go through something. the trouble of establishing a, a complex and ironclad set of rules? Oh, yeah. You may as well just not say there are rules. Just yeah. say like, oh, a demon will kill you at this time. There are plenty of movies that don't set rules and have crazy demons doing crazy things, and I'm not bothered by it because you didn't set a bunch of elaborate rules in the beginning. Yeah, when you watched like The Exorcist, you're like, oh, this is bullshit. Uh, they said that demons couldn't shoot pea soup or whatever. Yeah, but these movies were like, okay, so here's the rules. If you don't go outside between midnight and 3 a.m., you're fine. I changed the rules. It's 2 a.m. Oh, no, I changed the rules, and now if the window's open, it counts as being outside. Yeah, uh, I don't, don't, don't change the rules if you're going to go through all the trouble of establishing them, because it's not as interesting as you think it is. Yeah. It just means that there's no, st or, or the stakes don't matter now. Yeah. So five and a half out of ten, slightly better than Expected, average. I guess. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I thought I was going to come out of this with it being like a two. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be garbage town. But yeah. no, it was, it was perfectly fine. You get some decent scares. You get a little bit of tension with uh, several of the shots as far as, like, the demon stalking people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, there's a lot of cool shots of the demon in the background of things and stuff. Yeah, sure. It's not terrible, but it's it's not exactly going to be a classic. No. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I do already have the poll up for November. I am not going to lie to you and tell you we won't do one. We definitely are. You can go see that. There is a lot of nonsense coming out next month. I did not know that. I I, I should probably go look at the poll myself because I, I mean, have no idea what's happening. Everything from like Arctic Dogs to Frozen Two. Ooh, okay. So a lot of cold stuff is what I'm. Yeah, hearing. we got a lot of cold stuff. We've got what Arctic Dogs movie is? Oh, it? it's a cartoon about like oh no dogs. It looks atrocious. Oh no! It's like if someone got told what Balto was and then made a garbage movie about it. Oh, an off-brand CGI movie about dogs. Yep. Is it made by Illumation or what are we doing? I don't I, oh, even no. know. All I saw was like an image of the poster and went, ooh, that's going on the list. Hey, at least we somehow dodged that flurry of Yeti movie, uh, CGI movies. It was like yeah, so many goddamn Yeti movies. There were like three of them. It was it, it was like a, a deep impact Armageddon sequence with an extra one. Oh, yeah. We had the like Abominable and uh, the Littlest 
giant or yeah, yeti or something. And then the one about the, the, the Ardman films one that was more like fake, the CGI as claymation. Yeah. So there were three. There were three. Plus the one that featured Zendaya as <laughs> Michi. Michi. <laughs> Uh, so we will be back in a couple of weeks. Of course, if you like what you hear, you can go ahead and support us. Patreon.com slash System Mastery. Any level helps us out. And it means that if we get to certain levels and don't have to worry so much about stuff that's going on because we're poor, then maybe we'll even put some bonus content out for this. Who knows? But we got to have extra hours in the day at this point. You know it. And... We've got plenty of other stuff. If you go to SystemMasteryPodcast.com, you can find all of our many podcasts there, including all of the written reviews I did for Horrortoberfest mm-hmm. this year and the past, like, seven years. Yeah, he's been working real hard on that. I think there's only one year that isn't on there of the years that I did it. Yeah, we were having some difficulty that year. I forget what was going on, but it was not a good year. Yeah, so that is everything for... <laughs> Also, you can buy our book. Buy my book. We buy. did a book. We wrote a book. Yeah, go to SystemMasteryPodcast.com, and the link is there. You can buy a book from us. We actually did it. I thought it was going to be like that one episode of Frasier where the brothers locked themselves in a hotel and end up fighting the whole time. Yeah. But no, we wrote the whole book. But no, we locked ourselves in a hotel and just... Fuck. We just had some... Ser- I mean, the book that came out of that fuck energy. Let me t- <laughs> let me tell you. Our book, A Dragon Walks Into a Bar, available at Simon and Schuster, uh, Simon and Schuster's website or Amazon or wherever fine books are sold, is thick with fuck sweat <laughs> that's right mm-hmm. each and every book guaranteed mm-hmm. thick and uncut with, with fu- fuck sweat with fuck sweat that's a guarantee i'm making to you a dragon walks into a bar which again is a book of role-playing game jokes thick with fuck sweat so go buy it right now <laughs> thank you so much for joining us we'll be back in another couple weeks with more movie mastery and until then you have a good one <laughs>